Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Almost Awesome podcast. Uh, this week I only have one host with me, uh, but I am Ben, your host tonight, and one of my co-hosts with me tonight is Taryn. How are you, Taryn? I can't complain, I'm alive. That's the way, and so... Yeah, that's right, we are down. Oh uh, yeah, Simon's not here. Of course. Uh, yeah. Tonight's episode has been introduced by Unison Translucent. A link will be left in the description. So for those who have not listened to us before, we are a small e-sports uh, podcast group. Uh, we just talk about the general trending news as well as uh, recap matches and anything else that goes on in the past week or so. Uh, I just want to start off tonight just to announce that we are going to the OPL Finals in Brisbane. That's going to be pretty sick. We hope to see a few fans there, all the alike. Uh, Tyron, what do you expect we're going to see at the OPL? Uh, I expect another Chiefs victory, of course. Of course. Uh, I'm hoping to see, you know, a few teams and a bunch of people turn out. Awesome. And uh, speaking of League of Legends, how are we doing this week for League of Legends, Tyron? Yeah, so a lot of the major regions have sort of just started up their summer split, or winter split as it is over here. Uh, So we'll start with Korea. And after the first week in Korea, Samsung is surprisingly sitting on top of the table with two wins uh, after a surprising 2-0 victory over Rocks Tigers last week and a win over Afrika Freaks to start off this week. Uh, Ever, Jinair, and KT sit tied at 1-0 and zero with Afrika Freaks at 1-1. One and one. Uh, SKT is yet to play a game, and will kick off their campaign this week against CJ, uh, followed by an always exciting match against KT later in the week. Over in China, EDG and Game Talent sit on top of Group A undefeated after two games, with Newbie just behind at 1-1. One uh, in Group B, I may sit on top, just above RNG, because RNG lost a game in their series against WE. Speaking of WE, they sit in third. Uh, it's unclear to us at this stage whether Game Talents and I may are actually contenders to sort of take out the top position in the region, because neither team has faced the likes of EDG, RNG, or World Elite. Uh, but you can only beat the competition that's given to you, and Ben, it seems like they're just doing that perfectly well. They are. They're actually pushing through a lot uh, better than expected, but... They do have some challenges lying ahead. Yeah, I mean, no one expected them to sort of win their first two games. As we see in most regions, you know, the team that comes up from the Challenger series is usually pretty crappy. Uh, We have seen a few underdog stories beforehand come out victorious, but generally we don't see it. Oh yeah, there have been exceptions, you know. G2 last split in Europe, uh, Cloud9 when they first came up. Uh, I think there's one other I'm missing somewhere. But yeah, no one expected them to sort of come out and sort of be on top after the first week. Oh, of course not. Uh, Over in uh, North America, the LCS begins this week, and Team Impulse's LCS place has been bought out by Phoenix One. The team comprises of Zig, Brandini, Inori, Slushy, Pyrene, Mash, and Gate. To me, it just looks like a team that will be fighting for relegations again, but that's what I said last season about Team Impulse, and... Even though they were fighting for relegations, they had a really good start to the season, so have to see how they go there. Uh, a little closer to home, and a few changes in the Oceanic Pro League, uh, with Regret, uh, formerly known as Flying Jube, moving over to Dire Wolves, with Cuden coming from Dire Wolves over to Legacy. Uh, and finally, Nuovo Gaming has acquired the OCS spot of Infernum, a team relegated from the OPL last season, and has signed Jack Attack, Stealthix, and Cheese. People might remember Cheese as he played mid lane for Chiefs while Swiffer was overseas. He's not a bad player, but the impact he had on sort of the Chiefs lineup was very minimal. As we saw, you know, Swiffer came back and they began by beating Legacy. 
uh, and going on to win the win the split. You may remember Cheese, who played for Chiefs in the mid lane while Swiffle was overseas. By no means is he a bad player, but he had very little impact on the Chiefs roster. A lot of this can be put down to you know the lack of leadership without Swiffer, because as we saw, the team instantly returned to the Chiefs we know when he returned to eventually win the split. Uh, looking at the standings after two weeks of the OPL, and Chiefs and Legacy are expectedly sitting on top of the ladder, with Abyss sitting in third, tied with Avant, Direwolves, and Tainted Minds. Hellions and Sin Gaming sit down the bottom with zero wins and two losses. Over to Ben. Surprisingly, Ben got some smite news for us. Ah, some good old smite. Since we don't have our enthusiast here tonight, uh, Simon, I'm just going to read a few notes that were left behind. So over in the NA, uh, enemy continues to sit on top of the ladder with Saw Gaming and Eager just sitting behind them. Luminosity Gaming rounds off the top four. Over in EU, Penrith Sins... um, on top with with Paradigm, Hungry for More, and Cringe Crew taking the other places in the top four. A little closer to home, we have Deadweight and Pandemonium sit at the top two at 2-0, with Avangard and Lamas and Pajamas rounding out the top four. Jesus Christ. All right, so that's for the smite this week. Tyron, how are we doing with the COD? Hashtag Simon, I am 12. Over in uh, North America, Call of Duty, we have Optic Gaming sitting on top with Rise Nation and FaZe Clan sitting just behind. Uh, H2K, Envious, Dream Team, and Team Elevate uh, sit at 6 and 4, just behind, with Cloud9 rounding out the top 8. Over in Europe, we have Hypergame sitting on top, with Splice just behind. Epsilon sitting 3rd, with Infernum sitting in 4th. Uh, Exodus and Supremity round out the top 6. And over in Oceania, we have Orbit GG sitting in 1st place, uh, followed just behind by Chiefs. Uh, Mindfreak and Immunity round out the top 4. Uh, over to Ben for some Rocket League. Ah, oh, sick. So, since uh, last week was the end of the finals for the Rocket League Championships, we are seeing the end of the season as well. Coming later in this month, uh, the patch that they're going to bring out is going to be the announcement for the end of Season 2 and the start for Season 3. There will be no pre-season. Uh, they're just going to jump straight into it. So, uh, with the start of a new season... We're going to see some changes, that's for sure. So first of all, uh, let's start with the end of season rewards. Uh, this year, we've got some awesome trails coming out. For anyone who is in Prospect 1 or higher, we're going to see a pretty cool whitish looking. Uh, I'll send you the link for it, Tyron, so you can have a look at what we're seeing currently. You can all find it on um, elotalk.com forward slash esports forward slash Rocket League section. You'll find it all in there. They look pretty cool, but within the later month... Depending if you're ranked or not, you'll probably see what your version is. Uh, so again, in Prospect 1 or higher, we're going to see a whitish snow looking trail, which is pretty sick. That's going to be representing the Prospect color. Over in Challenger 1 and higher, which I'll be getting both uh, Challenger 1 and Prospect. We're going to see a goldish snow with the trail stream as well, which looks pretty sick. If anyone who is in Rising Star higher, we're going to see a blue tinge, uh, like a neon blue. It's got like some blue snow particles as well. And for anyone who has not got a life, which I wish I did not have, in the champion or higher, they're going to have a sick purple stream with some uh, star particles that's going to come out. It looks pretty rad, and I can't wait to see them. I definitely will be using mine when uh, they get released. So as mentioned, with the end of the season, we're going to see the start of the season, and with that, we're going to see some changes, including uh, capping your duo ranks. 
If you're jumping into a duo session or a trio session, you can no longer duo with anyone or trio in that case. Who is about three ranks higher or lower? That's uh, to stop people from abusing the rank system because beforehand you could have anyone in a grand champion or above duo with someone who's like prospect two. And because of the elo difference, the system will always try and even out the best. And it ends up being practically a 1v2 against, well, someone who is completely skilled to play on a competitive level versus two people who have only just been playing the game for about 200 hours. And theoretical stats, that's not long at all. Also, we have um, the Stop Smurfings. They've brought in the Family Share well, beforehand there was the family share, but now they've stopped that altogether with um, playing the ranked. Anything ranked, you cannot play with a family share account. So if you have siblings who play Rocket League or friends that you're sharing the account with, uh, they can no longer play in the competitive scene. This is to stop people from grading secondary accounts, third accounts, fourth accounts, up to fifth, I'm pretty sure that the family share goes to. And uh, yeah, just smurfing their way through. And uh, if I have a quick look, let's see how we're doing this season. I know we've only played a few games, and I don't think Simon's been ranked. Uh, at the moment, in my singles, I am sitting at Challenger 1. Uh, Simon is unranked. What about you, Tyrone? Let's have a look at you. At the moment, you are currently sitting unranked as well, over in the doubles. Uh, I'm sitting in Challenger 1 once again, and where are you sitting? You're sitting around... Silver three, Prospect silver 3. Three. Yep. Yeah, it's Prospect 3, so not doing too bad in the solo standards. Um, I don't think you've done any. Yeah, I, I don't find the entertainment in solo. It seems like it's just run at the ball and whoever hits it first gets a goal. Oh, it's cringy. That's for sure. I'm definitely unranked and so are you. And uh, finally for our threes. <laughs> oh, if anyone's seen us play threes, it's the most toxic crap you can come across. Oh, I'm it's currently bad, sitting bad. across. Oh, some nights better than others. All we do is blow each other up. Or blow the other team up and laugh at each other. It's fine. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you're currently sitting in Prospect 1. Simon's not even ranked from what I can see. No, we got him and ranked. His, uh, did we get Prospect him ranked? One. Yeah, we played with him. We got to Prospect 1. Uh, his name's not coming up on here. That's hmm. strange. I don't know. We got so, Prospect yeah, 1 on him. We're just going to assume he's Prospect 1 as well. And I'm currently sitting in Prospect 3. So, all over for the amount of time that we've put in. It's, yeah, not too bad. I can't really complain. I'll take what I got. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, do I have anything on this? No, that's about it. And uh, yeah, that really caps off the big changes at the moment for Rocket League. I'm sure Psyonix is going to release some more patch notes of what's definitely going to come out in the next month or so beforehand. But um, before we see the end of the month, let's speak about our CSGO. So this week we saw the beginning of the E-League with uh, Luminosity, Team Liquid, Renegades and Cloud9 taking to the stage in the first uh, group. We saw, in the playoff stages, we saw Luminosity go 2-0 uh, to zero against Team Liquid, with Cloud9 eliminating Renegades 2-0. to zero. The series, in the overall sort of group stage, was sort of nothing too interesting, except we saw Luminosity 16-0 Renegades yet again. I think that's the second time in the last six months or so, which is rather embarrassing. Uh, and then the finals saw Luminosity take out Cloud9 2-1. to one. That was the first game which was actually shown on TV, which, from what I understand, going up against um, the basketball and the ice hockey, I believe, it actually didn't rate too badly. So that's always a good thing in esports. Here's hoping we see ne next week when we have um, a lot 
less on TV, shall we say? Let's hope the ratings go up a little bit and we see more of this esports on television. Uh, that pretty much wraps up the news for this week. Ben, you got a question for us in the one-minute quickie? So, matter of fact, I do have a question for you tonight, Tyrone. Since uh, tonight is... Tomorrow. Well, yeah, hang on. So, since tonight is the 31st, that makes tomorrow the 1st. That makes tomorrow the first game of State of Origin for Queensland versus New South Wales. Who are you picking to win the first game? Jesus. This is a really easy question. But for those who don't follow sport, State of Origin is rugby league, where we pick the best players who were born in... Well, technically were born in New South Wales and born in Queensland. And we have a best of three series between them. As a New South Welshman, I go for New South Wales, of course. Uh, what about you? I don't think you Queenslander! Trying to send me death there? Yeah, we're going to vlog your ass this year. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, we won nine years in a row, and then you came out top on, like, one year. Yeah, well, this year will be different, and we will at least win the first game. We'll win one game. I'll I'll give it that. Uh, My question for you is not really esports related, but white or dark chocolate? Because, for me, dark chocolate tastes better and is better for you. Yes, dark chocolate is better for you. Um, wow, it really, I'm going to sound like a bitch when I say this, but it's really what I'm craving at the time. Sometimes I like my dark chocolate, but the other times I've got a real sweet tooth being a screwed up with my genetics I am with the whole celiac thing. Um, I tend to crave sweet things a lot. So white chocolate tends to come out on top on that one. So I'm going to have to say white chocolate over dark chocolate, but it's not saying that dark chocolate is bad. God damn it, Ben. You unhealthy motherfucker. I am unhealthy. (laughs) Anyway, with that, that brings us pretty much straight into the main topic. And this week, I figured with the LCS just beginning, we'd have sort of just a quick discussion on uh, predictions for the season and how we think it's going to go. So this week, with the NA and EU LCSs due to begin, I figured we would just sort of go through the teams and try and come up with a prediction as to how we think they're going to go. Uh, so in North America, we have all of the same teams from last season, except, of course, Apex Gaming came up from Challenger. Uh, Phoenix 1 took the place of Team Impulse, as we said before, and Team Envious took the place of Renegades. Uh, ben, if I ask you right this second, based on sort of past performance, who would you put top four? Oh, top four, that is kind of hard. Um, CLG is definitely a top contender. Um, I'd like to see Immortals in there. Uh, TSM shows some potential, but at the same time, it's, they show a lot of other things. Um, hmm, who is another person? I'd like to see Apex Gaming. They're the underdogs for this round. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of the same with you there. I think, uh, CLG will probably pull out to first place. Uh, TSM, I don't think, have Mr. World Championship, so I see them being in the top four there. Probably top two going against CLG, and then having enough points to automatically qualify. Uh, C9 never missed the finals, so I'm going to put them probably third there. And then, yeah, Immortals, probably fourth. Uh, as you said, Apex is my Ruffy. I look at their team comp, and they've got a lot of experience there. They've got, you know, Keen, my favourite player in the mid lane, who brings out, you know, the Urgot mid, the Malphite mid, a bunch of really weird shit that's amazing. Uh, 
They've got, you know, Chris in the top lane, Diamond Prox uh, in the jungle, and their 10-man roster in the best of three series that NA takes up now. It's going to be good to watch. Now that we've spoken about the top, who do you think is going to be down the bottom? You're dead last. Okay, Echo Fox. Boom, off the bat. Um, Harsh. Any reason? Phoenix won. Uh, oh, well, you've looked at their past performance. I think we can both say why Echo Fox... Like, they've had their ups, they've had their downs, but no. they're mostly in the downs. No, I'm tipping Echo Fox for either that fifth or sixth position. Even though, Yeah, even though they had a really bad last season, they spent, I think it was like half or three quarters of the season without their star mid laner Froggen. Uh, yeah, I'm tipping Echo Fox for probably that fifth or sixth place and sort of just making it into the finals there. Even though just they make have, it in? Yeah, they'll make it into the finals. I don't know how they'll go. But, I mean, they've got a team with Keith, Froggen, KFO, Hard, and uh, Big, I think, is their support. So, you know, even though they didn't do overly well last season, they had a season where they had a bunch of uh, substitutes stand in for uh, their star mid laner, as well as their, I think, their top laner and their jungle. So... I'm sort of tipping them for top six now that they have the rest of their team back. One team... Now, Hmm? if I am correct with this, their captain was Froggen. Yeah. Right? Their captain is Froggen. Now, before Froggen came in, they were on a losing streak, weren't they? They were. So, yeah, it's... But now they have Froggen back. Yeah, that's true. Um, Another... Contender, I reckon, will be down the bottom. Would have to be maybe Phoenix One. Yep. They they just recently come in inheriting the uh, seed that previously belonged to Team Impulse. Now that's just not to say that they're a better team than Team Impulse. So they've yet to prove themselves. They can maybe even pull out the top few, but I haven't got my hopes high. I haven't got my hopes high for them. Yeah, I mean, we saw Phoenix One sort of by the position of Team Impulse, who only just made their way through relegations. And with their team, I just don't see them doing overly well. To be fair, I said that about uh, Renegades, uh, not Renegades, Team Impulse last year. And they had a really strong start to the season and they just died off and they came ninth or 10th, I think. Oh, oh no, definitely ninth because 10th gets autom- got automatically relegated. Yeah, no, Team Impulse came ninth last season because, as we saw, Dignitas got relegated and got sent back to the Challenger scene. And from what I hear, they've sold their spot in the... Have they? Hang on. So Phoenix uh, Phoenix 1 bought up the position of Team Impulse, which was a team that I saw last year, last split, I should say, as a really struggling team. And I just don't see them doing overly well. But, uh, so then we've got sort of that 6th uh, to 8th, 6th to 9th spot. I think Team Liquid will make their way into the top 6, because Team Liquid forever 4th. They'll probably come in sixth there and then push their way into the second round of the finals, beating, uh, probably, maybe beating Cloud9. Beating off Cloud9, more like. But yeah, I definitely see probably CLG winning it, Phoenix 1 getting automatically relegated, and probably NRG Esports taking out that seventh position, which is neither finals nor relegations. Uh, Now we'll move over to EU. And Ben, we saw G2, the uh, challenger team, come up last year, last split, I should say, and dominate the league in the re- uh, regular season. How do you think this season's going to go? Oh, I, I'm not too sure how this season's going to go, to be honest. Um, definitely Team Rocad's going to be down the bottom. 
Do you think? Uh, yeah. They haven't had a very strong season. Uh, I doubt they're going to pull through later on. Um, we've had G2 Esports come very successful. We've got Fnatic in there. They're always a high hitter. Uh, Giants, they sit around the middle. Splice is pulling through all right. Um, what else we got in here? We've got Unicorns of Love. They're 50-50, in my opinion. Uh, Splice as well, Team Vitality, uh, H2K Gaming, they're doing alright. Uh, but we also got, I'm pretty sure, a new contender, the FC Shackle 04, if I'm saying that right. Yep, they're the team that came in, that's a soccer team that actually bought out the position of... For Elements, Elements I'm pretty sure. Yep. They bought out Elements position. I see them doing terrible. <laughs> definitely. Uh, but... They could be the underdog, we don't know. Well, they definitely are the underdog for this uh, season, coming in for the EU, anyway. But, yeah, as as I'm going to say, for over in NA, they've got a chance to prove themselves. Doesn't mean they're going to be the best team, because they brought out from Elements. Just means they had the money there to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's only time that can tell for this one. Yeah, no, I'm going to come straight out and say Fnatic's going to win the split. They're... Oh, definitely. Having Yellowstar back in the bot lane to replace Clash is just going to bring that sort of uh, shot calling and experience that Fnatic needs to bring their way back to first place, I think. Uh, oh, definitely. It's like another Froggen situation. They just need that right shot caller to make the right plays, because if they don't, it's just going to crumble, and they're going to crumble, and their chances are definitely going to crumble. Exactly. Uh, second place, I'm going to say, it's as, we, as I said before, Fnatic's going to be number one. I'm going to tip number two. To be H2K Gaming, I think. Really? Yep. They've got... I'm seeing G2. No, I see after G2's performance at MSI, where they came second last, uh, I see them as probably falling off, and their excuses for you know taking a break between uh, the end of the split and going to MSI, it just to me it seems like laziness, and it seems like they're too complacent, thinking they're the best team in the comp, and they're just going to fall off, and they'll probably sit in sort of third or fourth. Uh, with Origin. Uh, and then I see Unicorns of Love being very, very inconsistent, probably making that fifth fifth place there. And probably Team Vitality rounding out the top six. And, yeah, probably FC... Uh, FC Shackle? Shackle? Shalk. Shalk. FC Shalk or Rocat bot, uh, fighting out for that bottom spot. <laughs> that bottom spot. They're fighting out for the last place. Yeah, man. I mean, neither team really have a high-quality roster. I mean, to be fair, Rocket have uh, Steelback, uh, who's a really, really good ADC. But the rest of but the that... team is just meh. Meh. It's, yeah, with with the team comps, you can't just have a one-man carry. It's got to be at least three men doing a top-performing... Sorry, top-performance. Um, from the whole team. Yeah, from the whole team. We can't just see one person carry it. Like, fair enough. There can be those off games where something might happen. But we generally don't see it with a strong team comp as they all have high synergy between each other. So, yeah, Team Rocade definitely don't have it in for them this year. They might make a comeback next year. Um, but your listing is pretty much spot on. I think G2 may pull in for the second place, though, because like you're saying, it was laziness, but that's for the first split um, coming into late season, 
leading up to Worlds, they've definitely got to be on top of their game because, well, for the chance of actually coming out on top of Worlds, they can't slack off. They can't afford to. Unless they purposely want to throw this season, they can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult to predict because there's so many. there's been so many changes in the off-season, but I'm calling it now that CLG and Fnatic are going to win the summer splits. Uh, TSM and probably H2K will automatically qualify for Worlds through the point system. And oh, definitely. Cloud9 and probably G2 will win the uh, gauntlet, and there will be the three teams at Worlds. We'll come back and take a look at this at the end of the season, of course, because when I'm right, I need to gloat. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Uh, ben, you got a moment of the week? Any stupid things you have done in gaming? I had any stupid things. I've done a lot of stupid things, mostly in Rocket League lately, because that's the trending game for me at the moment. I'm taking a break from uh, League of Legends. I just can't wrap my head around it. There's so many things going on, and I just can't adapt to it. So, uh, let's have a look in Rocket League. What have I done that's stupid? I've scored my own goals um, purposely, just Actually, so the other team couldn't score. Do you want me to go with a quote um, of the week? Quote of the week? I've got a quote of the uh, week. you got a quote of the week? All right, let's hit me up with the quote of the week. Uh, so now that we're finished with the main topic, uh, we have don't have a play of the week this week. More say with the release of Overwatch and a lot of Overwatch being played. The quote of the week these days is, you can play as well as you want, you can be the best player on your team, but Bastion's going to get play of the game. Oh. No matter Bloody hell, I'm... How, yeah. Go. No matter how good you play, Bastion's just going to sit in the corner, get four kills, and there's your play of the game. I am really keen to get Overwatch. I've yet to purchase it. I'm in the way of getting financially stable to purchase it within the next week. Um, but at yeah, at <laughs> at the best, it won't be until mid next week until I have my hands on a copy. And my first champion I'm definitely going to play is Bastion. Not because of the fact that he's just a broken piece of shit, which uh, there is talks of nerfs, but just because I'm new to the game. I just want to be that scrub that plays the easiest thing until I can get a hold of um, what's going on in this bloody fucking universe. To me, Bastion is the Teemo of Overwatch. Oh, definitely. He's he's cancer. How are we uh, sitting on the situation for getting a five-man Bastion squad that's fucking towering each other? Doesn't work too well. We've tried that. You need a Reinhardt to protect it. Oh, even in a corner? Uh, yeah, you kind of need a Reinhardt or something there to protect it. Oh, that's no good. But yeah, we're going to see some uh, updates coming soon. I mean, it's only been, what, one week since the actual official release? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how the... There's no real meta, per se, at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes and whether Bastion becomes a part of the meta or just, like, Teemo and just a troll. He's just one of those characters. It's like, you want to be a dick, you play him. You want to play professionally, you don't play him. You just be a dick. That's all you can do with that character. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, that about wraps us up, yeah? Oh, that does wrap us up. Um, there's not too much moving in the esports scene at the moment. There is some official games playing on, but as for season-wise, uh, I don't think there has been any announcements for Overwatch, has there? Uh, there's a couple of tournaments here and there. There's one I'm actually competing in over the next few weeks. Uh, but they're Overwatch. more for they're more for say community tournaments, aren't they? Uh, sort of, but not really. There's a lot of teams that are trying to get professional teams. Like I've seen XR5 are looking to sign a team. Um, 
but yeah it'll be interesting to see how the overwatch competitive community goes so it might be a few more episodes but we definitely will be covering uh overwatch when it starts to make way oh yeah definitely and uh you're saying you're joining in uh some tournaments yourself yeah so there's a overwatch anz tournament coming up which me and a few friends have who pretty much have no lives uh, are putting together a team and we're just gonna compete and have some fun uh for those of you interested overwatchanz.com is the link so i hope to play against a few of you in there sounds awesome and uh just a friendly reminder we are heading to the opl if you didn't get that at the start of the podcast um, if anyone who is actually listening is going to the OPL in Brisbane, please uh, give us a tweet or anything. You can find our details on the website or on one of our Steams. I'm bound, <laughs> sure to bound there. I'm sure you'll definitely find us somehow. But yeah, just give us a tweet or send us a message on wherever you can find us. Let us know where you're going and we can definitely meet up. Yep, definitely. And uh, speaking of details, where can we find you, uh, Tyron? Uh, you can find me on... Twitter at AAE underscore Taran. You can find me on Steam at Kevin Ruddick. Uh, you can find me on Battle.net, uh, on League, on pretty much anything. All of the details will be on our website at some point in the next few weeks. And you can find myself at AAE underscore Ben. Uh, you can find me on Steam at Steam Community forward slash uh, ID forward slash White Ravenix. Um, if you can find Simon, I'm sure you can find all of us as well. I don't have his details on hand at the moment, but just go through one of the previous episodes. You'll definitely find a lot of details there. Thank you very much for listening to episode 23, and we'll see you next time. As always, stay awesome.